Were you just singing the Treacle People song? Oh, okay. What is the Treacle People song? Uh, the Treacle People was a, t- a TV show when I was a very, very, very small child. The Treacle People? <laughs> They're about Treacle Miners. It sounds familiar, but it could be something you imagined. It Actually, that is a good point. I'm going to Google this now just to make sure. Oh, also, if you really want to feel uncomfortable, Google the word askew. Or Google do a barrel roll. I've seen that before. I haven't. Hang on a minute. The treacle people did exist! <laughs> <laughs> I am posting... This is going to go in the fucking show notes, but we haven't actually started yet, so this won't be a part of the recording, so no one will know why it's in the show notes. It could be the bumper. It might be. You never know. We are the treacle people. We seek treacle high and low. I'm going to clip that out for the show notes because <laughs> for some reason you know the guy who edits the show imagines that Jack declaiming the trickle people didn't exist might be the bumper <laughs> oh, it's written by the writer of Danger Mouse <laughs> Welcome to World One Stage One. <laughs> we're back again. Again? Yeah, right. Two weeks, as in, you know, two consecutive episodes. We kept a promise. <laughs> it worked. Oh even God. if I thought we even if I thought we'd accidentally broken it. Most of us Fuck are not. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Mark, anyway. Mark Nerd is, is a fictional archer. He's not fictional. You're fictional. He's an actual archer. Really? Because all yes. I've been, the only thing I've been able to find of him is him in London 2012, the game. Like, no reference to any real Mark Nutt. <laughs> you join us in an ongoing conversation. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I am Simon, and with me is Jack. Hello. And Jack. Hello. And Company of Heroes 2 came out, so we don't have Mike. Uh, he says it's because Dang. Company of Heroes 2 came out, but I think it's because I literally I told him the, the, the plot for today's episode, and he just sort of grabbed his testicles and ran into his room. Ah. I can see that happening. Yeah. But before we get on to this week's episode... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot of research and whatnot, but it probably won't last very long, so feel free to sort of fill up with, with random crap. I saw Man of Steel. Oh, so what did I you think? I saw it on the largest screen in England. Wow. Ooh, blimey. And I thought it was big. It is big. It's a big screen. <laughs> and the film is really good. The film is really good. Oh, I'm glad you think so. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting this. No. It seems to me that like the non-Superman fans seem to really enjoy it. <laughs> it's kind of like Batman in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, I'm not a non-Superman fan. I just i am very choosy about my Superman stories. You both love and hate... Is it Morrison? Yes. Yes. In that I think Grant Morrison has written both the best and the worst of Superman. It was the best of Supermans. It was the worst of Supermans. But there's actually a lot in Superman that I've always liked, especially themes of adoption for some reason. Yeah. And I thought they did yeah. that really nicely in the film. The film, yeah. the, 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 the origin story was done super well. 
Yes. How and beautiful was Krypton, man? I know. It's just the animals. It's got me. It's like creatures. It was everything. It was the architecture, the technology. It, it seemed alien rather than, you know, the original Superman stuff, which was just people in white robes. In crystal pal- palaces. Yes. yes. This was a bit more down to earth, although also in the sky. <laughs> and I've always already informed Zoe that Fiora is on my list. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I agree with every statement that said that this film should have been Man of Steel collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. That does bother me. And I do feel like Superman should have done more to try and reduce the uh, True, the, the bystander casualties. It, it was sort of like his early days as Superman. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll build on it in the next film. You never know. Like, they maybe might... the next film might actually be called Superman. Superman of Steel. Well, I don't know. I, I think because Nolan did an entire trilogy about Batman without putting Batman in the title. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, well, Batman, well, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Oh, true. The first one. <laughs> well, ignoring that first film. Where he put the, <laughs> let's just talk, the about, let's just talk the about the two that everyone saw. Yeah. <laughs> not so much spoiler-wise, because some people still haven't seen it. Yes, so. I'm not intending to spoil, but it's a surprisingly good take. It's not the comics. No. Oh, yeah. There's definite um, veering away from the established law. This is their own take on it. But I really like what they did. They're doing a um, the Marvel Universe situation yeah they're taking, what, they're taking what's there and put their spin to it and saying this is the cinematic universe this is the movie continuity and i've got to admit i i, I love the bits with clark with there was there was clark with superpowers as opposed to superman yes yeah and, and all i'll say is telegraph pole and truck that, that yes. oh god that bit's amazing <laughs> I knew I knew that I had like, that was going to happen. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, sold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it ties into a lot of my favourite early Superman stories are of him not hurting anyone, but using his powers to let off steam. Yeah, and I love As that you stuff. Do have that. You, you absolutely would. You'd have to, or you'd go insane. But um, and one of the biggest changes. Yep. Yeah to my mind, from established law. And how to say this without spoiling. I like, because they looked at uh, Superman, as it exists, looked at parts of it, and went, no, that's stupid, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Specifically, they acknowledged that Lois Lane is a brilliant investigative journalist. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you know what, this will probably come as a surprise to you. I really like Lois Lane in that film. That does surprise me. Yeah. You really hate the casting. <laughs> yeah, really no, she, well was, she was absolutely fantastic. She was perfectly cast. Yeah. And they did Lo- good Lawrence things Lawrence Fishburne as Perry. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Uh, it, was, it was such a good cast overall. Bit of a, bit of a chub on him, though. Yeah, he's looking comfy. Hello! But, but considering that's what um, Perry was, you know, Perry was a comfortable man, so yeah. it worked super well. It was a bit weird she was seeing faces great. like Tamo Peniket and uh, Alessandro Yulihani, I believe his name is, Felix Gator from Battlestar. Yeah, yeah. And um, the there were so many Battlestar from Dollhouse. 
was in there as well. So it was this weird dollhouse Battlestar reunion. It was just basically, I was looking at it going, man, this film is so Canadian. <laughs> I've just noticed a comment in the chat room. Because I was also going to mention how it has nice little um, subtle references to the rest of the DC universe. Oh, I Like, um, in one of the big fight scenes, Zod throws a truck at Clark. LexCore. That has LexCore written on it. Yeah. Well, the one that drops him back at uh, Smallville Mm. after going to, you know, finally becoming Superman, if you will, was a LexCorp truck then. Yes. And that's the bit. I was like, ah! And at one point, there's a space scene with a satellite made by Wayne Enterprises. Mm. And apparently, according to Phil in the chat room, and I, I looked for this during the explosion scene, and I didn't see it, so I'm going to have to look again, because I am going again. But apparently you can see where Brainiac stole the bottled city of Candor during the explosion scene. Hmm. Or in the background of one scene. Hmm. I was looking during the explosion, but it might have been in another scene. Hopefully Phil will comment. But yeah, it was a really good film. Thoroughly surprised. Oh, yeah, Keep Calm and Cool Batman can be seen in the police station as well, yeah. Hmm. I didn't notice that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everyone's week been? Since like This is really weird. We're actually talking like from week to week as opposed to like year to year from the last episodes. Yeah, and we are. that was the sound of Jenna falling over. <laughs> oh, dear. Is she okay? Are you okay? Silence is a bad response. Right, I'll be back in a second. That, yeah, you go. Uh, it answered your question. I saw Man of Steel. That's how my week was. Oh, fair enough. Cool. How was your week? Uh, my week's been up and down. Um, I've put in like auditions and stuff for voice acting since I've now like unpackaged the mic and got it all calibrated on my PC, which is now fixed. Also, yes, I'm sitting in front of my laptop again. Hooray! So yeah, my laptop's fixed. That's awesome. Uh, cost me money to get it fixed. That's less awesome, but, you know, expected. Okay. Uh, new microphone is all up and, and recording and lovely, which is cool, so I've been doing voice acting on that. Um, but I did go to Gloucester yesterday. Oh, God, I saw your Facebook post. Yeah. Yeah, I saw your Facebook post. Uh, oh, dear. <coughs> I, I, th- for everyone listening quickly, uh, Jenna's fine. She just fell off the bed. Okay. Righto. Uh, basically, I, ha- I did a, a training course in Sage, um, so now I know how to do accountancy stuff. Um, and basically, it was about twenty minutes of uh, content in a seven-hour uh, course. So I managed to end up like finishing early and then leaving before the you know just after lunch. So that was all right. But what was this about your pit being pickpocketed? Oh, well, it, literally, all it was was my sunglasses. But still, they were, you know, prescription sunglasses, and it is the middle of summer, so that was kind of annoying. Could yeah. they possibly falling out of your pocket? Are... No, no, they were, they were grabbed out. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, I was carrying my big, heavy fucking bag at the time with my laptop in it, so I wasn't ready to run after someone. No. All the things to grab. Yeah. Irish, how's your week been? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Uh, thanks to uh, Well Wound, Phil from last week. He gave me a code for the 3DS, which let me get the Monster Hunter game on it. Oh. For free. Very nice. As long as I have registered my 3DS from the start of June, 
which I hadn't done, even though I've had it for a year, I had it registered my 3DS on the Club Nintendo, so I was like, ooh, do that, give them that, free game. <clears throat> which got me wondering. This is one of the games that's on the 4 for free promotion. Do well, you was- now have one of the free games that contributes towards getting the free game yes i was like well you know will that still count or will this be a separate thing you know as a whole turned out no so i got animal crossing this week as well hey that's a good code that was awesome so i was like wow that actually worked i was like that's fucking hey so shout out to phil for giving me a freebie game for giving me two freebie games this week basically (laughs) no kidding and oh my god, I fucking love Animal Crossing. So I, I, moving my microphone. If this is too loud or weird, please let me know. Okay, that's cool. This means I haven't I played shoot. any Animal Crossing, but oh. I have seen enough memes to know that the villager is truly evil. Holy shit! <laughs> the, the, the the fucking um, Super Smash Brothers trailer for the villager. Yeah, have you seen that, Simon? I have. It, it's his face, it's the close-up on that face that never changes from that really sly smile when he drops a fucking bowling ball on someone's head and they're trying to crawl back over a ledge. It's just all the brilliant um, coincidental screenshots. Yeah, it's like that whole, like, it's like Lion King, it's like, Scar, help me! And then the villagers are just smiling as they pull a boxing, uh, a, a bowling ball out and just drop it. It's like, I presume in Animal Crossing you have to... Uh, sort of trade items and it's it's random you know when you get bonuses for selling certain types of things yeah basically there's lots of um there's a certain shop called resell yes uh which is where you where you get most of your money from from you're harvesting your fruits from you catching your fish from whatever mm-hmm. you do you can sell it to them and they'll give you x amount for what you're carrying the main money comes from though is turnips on on Sunday because the thing about Animal Crossing is all played in real time on the Sundays uh, before 12 o'clock there'll be a character walking around your village who sells turnips the idea is that you buy as many as you can and then when you go to the resale shop you can ask for your turnip prices and she'll tell you the current prices that she's buying turnips for and basically, you know, you try and work it so you get, you know, you make your money back and then some. So you have to play the turnip market. Exactly. It's just like real life. <laughs> it's just turnip. that some of the screenshots, some of the things you can sell seem to be animals you can presumably hunt or gather in some regard. Uh, you can fish. Like frogs. Uh, they come part as fishing. And the thing about Animal Crossing... Uh-huh. Is a lot of your neighbours are animals. Yeah. <laughs> including a frog. Yeah. And I just saw yeah. these pair of images. One was, you know, sort of bonus today uh, if you're selling frog. And then there's just this picture of the villager looking round from behind a house, holding a shovel <laughs> with a frog character in the foreground. And he's got that little smile on his face. <laughs> awesome. The villager is becoming is fast becoming one of the most frightening characters in video game. <laughs> it's going to be like the horror all stars of video games with Pyramid Head, the villager, <laughs> and Slenderman. Lados. Wow. Yeah. So that was one portion of my week. Um, well, someone just exploded. 
Huh? I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. Moving on. So it must have been you. Or both of us. Maybe. No, no, it was it was outside. Oh. oh. I'm hoping it was a car backfiring. Something popped. Do things... Oh, hang on. No, never mind. <laughs> but, um... My assistant manager went to Reds this weekend. Or last weekend. Weekend just gone. Which was the, was, you know, the indie developer mm. convention. And while he was there, uh, they had Surgeon Simulator 2013 there. <laughs> but with the Oculus Rift. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I, I was thinking you were going to go the other way. Because Surgeon Simulator have done another cool thing this yeah, week. Yeah, two that's things. The, that's the other part of it. They Aww. had that running there. <laughs> Basically, for those who don't know, uh, Surgeon Simulator, with a, I suppose because it's on Steam, have created a TF2 pack for it, which we released this week, I believe. Yep. Which lets you play as the medic working on the heavy. And if you look at the tools, you've got stuff like the scout's bat and uh, the spy's knife. And so on and so on. <laughs> and the bone saw. And the bone saw, yeah. It's just like, wow. This would be awesome. That is incredible. So you but get he to did... recreate your very own Meet the Medic. So I know what I'm doing on Let's Play of. Jack, you up that. for that? That sounds like a really good, really, really good <laughs> idea. Especially if you do it in a Rooster Teeth style, where one of us controls the, exactly. the, 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 exactly. the rotation of the hand and the other one uh, controls the movement of the hand. The fingers, yeah. Oh, that needs to go out as a video podcast. Oh, yeah. Magic. Well, I was thinking we should, we should do, as, as, you know, a World 1 Stage 1 community, do Let's Plays and, and the Versus thing. Actually, the Versus thing could really work. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, Simon. No, I've not seen that. Well, it's basically where we have a, 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 a game of something where we can all, all, uh, all the hosts play. Something like uh-huh. you know, WWE 13, where we all make a character and have a match. And then okay, yeah. uh, the winner of that gets a prize, like a belt or, or what have you. In, in the current Versus series on Rooster Teeth, it is a... WWE built and then each week it goes around in a circle and whoever's turn it is challenges the current champion to a game of their choice ah, and then the champion yeah. has to defend it against a game that they know nothing about they may know nothing about they may never have played before but the challenger obviously well hopefully knows inside and out if they're using it as their challenge um, so and it sort of goes around from there I'm so very up for this. That would yeah. be really cool. I mean, it is completely their idea and all that sort of stuff, which is fine. But I mean, like, I think we could do a really, really good job with that. It could be really fun. Yeah. Getting us all doing the audio and recording that whilst we're playing online at the same time could it be would tricky. Be, yeah, it would be tricky, but I mean, not, in, not impossible. I mean, it's not impossible. something think to think about. It is, on the it's situ- a bit of fun. I think depending on the situation, it might be a we get together maybe do a whole batch at once type situation. Yeah. I, I did think one of one of these episodes would involve having to come down to London to do a, a live episode challenging someone to para para. <laughs> right, that won't work, Jack. Do you know why? Why? Funland doesn't exist anymore. Ah, but Funland doesn't have the only para para machine. That's true. I'll have to try and find it, but there is one in an arcade in Chinatown somewhere. Speak to Kelly. I'm sure yes. Kelly will know. But, um, so yeah, and uh, today I got a gift from him, which was a sur- Surgeon Simulator syringe pen. That's oh. cool. It's a freebie. He got, he did a little competition there, and he got like a, uh, a messenger bag, uh, pins and stuff, and uh, a code for the game from Steam. Nice. But, um, apparently, the queue for the 
TF2 Oculus Rift setup was like an hour and a half. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I but, really um, want an Oculus Rift. I would tell you to wait for the HD edition. Oh, I am. So. Oh, and to my fellow hosts and to anyone listening, I'm going to be at Eurogamer on Friday the 27th of September. Ooh. Ooh. So come to Eurogamer. Are you, are you like guesting it or are you just going for fun? I'm just going. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> I just want to go around and go, this is cool. Wait, 27th of September? Yes. What are you doing the next day? Uh, well, it's a Saturday, so not necessarily much. Possibly recording a whole bunch of Versus episodes. Yeah, because that's my wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, you haven't sent me an invite. Uh, blame Jen. <laughs> they, they, they are ready. They're just... I don't know where they are. I think they're pretty much getting ready to be sent out, I think. <laughs> That works for me. I will leave Eurogamer and head straight to Cheltenham. Cool. Awesome. Um, but I answer invitations in the order in which they're received. Indeed. <laughs> but yes. Uh, da, da, da. Trying to think, did anything else happen this week? Well, uh, we did get the heads up on our Facebook page. Um, thanks very much. I, I never know if it's good to name people on the show without asking them, but Six. Six. Uh, left the wonderful heads up of something we do need to talk about. Ah, about Microsoft, yes. The Microsoft Indeed. Xbox 180. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Considering what our standpoint was last week, my standpoint hasn't changed. In fairness, nor is mine. No. But the information has. Oh, yes, the information has changed a lot. I will put that link in the show notes as well, once yeah. I remember. But, in short, if you were listening last week, you'll remember that Microsoft pissed off the internet. <laughs> the entire internet. By introducing, but as I said at the time, misdescribing a yes. new system of game distribution. Really, the only difference between what they wanted to do and Steam was 30 days between check-ins and 24 hours between check-ins. Mm. Which, 24 hours is excessive, but it was basically the same thing. Yeah. However, they kind of came across like... Uh, Monsters. Just DRM. Yeah. <laughs> Monsters. Well, wasn't it someone from EA in charge of the presentation? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he used to work for EA, yeah. 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 It, it may have been the fact that he was talking through a severed baby head on a stick that might have, you know, swayed us slightly. I knew there was something familiar about him. Yeah. <laughs> so, when the internet exploded and turned up on Microsoft's doorstep with pitchforks and torches and a large wicker um, shaped cage, well, man shaped cage made of wicker. <laughs> Uh, they decided that maybe they didn't want DRM in the Xbox after all. <laughs> and now disc-based gaming is is as DRM-free as it is on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Which basically has led a lot of people to say, so now basically it's going to be just like the you know the, the, the contest between the 360 and the PlayStation 3. It's There's no changes, basically. You've got exactly what you wanted. Some, no new innovations, basically. Same as before. But I, I, I would probably read into that as basically some people just are never really happy. True enough. Yeah. 
And just like Sony, they're also going to concentrate on digital distribution, so it doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah. And, and, and as Penny Arcade put it, the evil camera is, is non-negotiable. It's not evil. I know it's not evil, but you know what I mean. It, it gets it's even less evil now that you don't have to be online all the time. True, but it, it, that was never the thing that worried me about it. It was the fact that you have to have the connect with it, and I just I hate the connect. Really? Yeah. It's, I like talking it, to machines. It's it's a personal taste thing, but I just I really hate the connect. But Simon, See, you, like want, Star you want to be a machine. No, that's true. But I also like Star Trek, and in Star Trek, you talk to the computer. Yes. And as I pointed out. To Josh, my roommate, if the computer is going to reply when you speak, it has to be listening. Indeed. Which is why I'm not that bothered about computers listening to what we say. But, but also in Star Trek, people get assimilated into a giant collective of evil people machines. I don't want to do that. Why not? I, I think that would be very uncomfortable, to begin with, admittedly. Well, as I know, you're the only be. machinist in the room. <laughs> so... The one that you'd like to join that. I can't be alone in this, right? I'm sure there are some other people out there that have some kind of weird Borg fetish. I mean, if I'm the only one that wants to be part of a cyborg hive mind, that's going to be a problem getting other people involved. <laughs> Is this how the Borg starts? It would be a cyborg hive mind of one. Well, that's not a hive mind. That's a mind. Yeah. Depends where it is. Well... No, it doesn't. Mm, if you put, it, if you put it in an ant hive, it would be a hive mind. Or no, it would be a, a mind in a hive. Ah, okay. <laughs> Although, speaking of cyborgs, Ghost in the Shell Rise Part 1 is apparently out. Ooh, that was quick. I haven't got hold of it yet, but I want to. By next episode, I assume you probably will do. Probably. I only found out it was out today. Ah. <laughs> so I'll go hunting. Delving through the Blago blogs. <laughs> okay, I think we've put it off long enough. Jack, what are we talking about? Right. Today, we are talking about the thing that has frightened Michael away. <laughs> uh, we are talking about visual novels, uh, Atome games, and dating sims. Yes, we are basically travelling several thousand miles east. <laughs> now, two of those things are quite self-describing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, What's an Atome game? An Atome game, right, this is basically where it sort of cheats a bit, because an Atome game is essentially either a visual novel or a dating sim. Uh, <laughs> But specific, it's it's like a very specific thing which has grown into this massive horrible life of its own. Which is it, it's very it's very much geared towards uh, female players. And I know, especially like in the sort of the day and age we are now, where you can't say this is a game for girls or a game for guys. But you can certainly sort of say that certain games are marketed more towards a particular gender, right? Oh yeah. And Atome games are much more the sort of marketed towards women uh is they are usually um female protagonists and the idea is that basically you have an overarching goal just like in any well most most normal games um and either that is or is in uh, addition to the all of finding romance with one of possibly several uh, romantic interests who are usually male but there are also sort of um female and female relationships and so on and so forth. So, that, you know, they're much more in sort of the minority, I'd say. So most Atome games are you play as a woman, you go off to try and complete certain goals, and along the way you may find love. So basically, it, and it can take the uh, the role of either a dating sim or a visual novel. So that's, that's basically the explanation of an Atome game. Fair enough. And in more broad strokes, the, the visual novel 
I, I've always thought of it as sort of the uh, the East Asian cousin of the point and click adventure. They both kind of rise out of the text adventure. That, yeah, that is quite an interesting way of looking. Well, how I would have described it when I was thinking about how to sort of uh, sum it up would be to say it's it's like um, the the Eastern ex- extension of um, choose your own adventure books. Hmm. In basically, if you took like you know the fighting fantasy books by uh, oh, is it Ian Livingston? And Steve yes. Jackson. And Steve Jackson, yeah, yeah. Um, and you basically digitized them, gave them art, you know, usually quite beautiful artwork, uh, music, and voice acting. And then went, all right, here you go. And the, the, the emphasis was much more on your decisions rather than fighting and dice rolling and that sort of thing. Um, and you get some really, really, really fantastic stories out of them. Some, some uh, games companies that make visual novels will put a lot more emphasis on the story and you'll have a f- you know, only a few decisions along the way. It's happening again. They've come to take me away. Um, whereas others are a lot more... Um, I hope this isn't related to that bang I heard earlier. Yeah. Ooh, very interesting. They are, they are hanging around yours, aren't they? We'll just wait for that to pass. I live in London. Oh, Good shit. Good luck. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah, basically others of them will put a lot more emphasis on the decisions and they'll have massive branching storylines with like a hundred different possible endings and so on. Bloody hell. Oh, God. Maybe that bang was more than just a car backfiring. Whilst you're talking, Jack, I'm just going to bring up the news. Just, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's essentially how, how a, a visual novel works. And there are lots of different uh, mutations on there. I will bring one up later, because um, it's something I really want to try out, but I've not been able to find a legitimate copy, or even a semi-legitimate copy of it in this country, um, which is a kind of a, a hallmark of uh, these sorts of games, which I will probably be mentioning at some point. Well, actually, you know what, I'll mention now, which is, of all the games I've been sent to research today by um, by Six and um, and her sources, um, there are, I think, grand total of maybe two that are available translated in this country. Only yeah, two. that sounds about right. Yeah, the other ones are all, you know, people in this country have imported them and made fan translations and sort of circulated them that way. And they've got some sort of very, very big fan um, followings that way. Uh, so, yeah. So, they are quite cult as a genre oh, yeah. in this country. I mean, there are ones with, with very, very, very big fan followings, despite the fact that they are... I mean, some of them are quite basic. I mean, uh, the first one, you know, I'll start going through the sort of the history of them and then... Yeah. So, yeah, your first couple of, I mean, the first real dating sim game I could really find, there's probably ones much, much earlier than this, um, but uh, Tokimeki Memorial is, is the one that sort of ever, keeps turning up a lot in the searches. Um, if not the first, then certainly the one that sort of brought it into the mainstream, um, which is... Uh, a game where you play as a male student of a school, and it's essentially yeah you you it's it's more of a uh, simulator game rather than a visual novel. So you have stat lines and you've got to raise certain stats by doing different things and raise your um, relationship levels with different characters. Something which is probably you know is, has moved on through various games and turns up in a lot of Bioware games nowadays. You know, sort of um, your companionship levels, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, 
and one thing that sort of really sets it apart is um, it's what's called a bomb, which is uh, where if you meet someone and you sort of you hit it off, and then for a while you stop really paying attention to them, you don't take them out on dates, you don't talk to them, you don't sort of give them nice things, they will slowly start to really go off you. <laughs> and then they'll start spreading rumors about you. And, that's, and that slowly starts to bring down your relationship levels with everyone else. Interesting. So basically, it's a case of you've got to make sure that you are being as nice as you can to people without spreading yourself too thin. Um, which basically means that you end up sort of, as far as I can tell, you end up like going on several dates per night with different people, which I don't know if that's quite how it should work to, to keep people happy, but, you know. It sounds like one of those things that if you actually tried it, yeah, the mechanic- and you got caught doing it, the mechanic seems very interesting when you think about it. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, and Tokimeki Mora was very was first ever released on. This is a weird thing because I, I looked at it and I thought it was it was released on the PC, and then I realised it was released on what's called the PC Engine. Wow, which is a console. It is. It's well, was it only called the PC Engine in Japan or? It was. Yeah, and over here and over in America was the Turbo Graphics, I believe. Yep, it's Turbo uh, Graphics, really. So yeah, Turbo Graphics, which in Japan is called the PC Engine. That's what Tokimeki Memorial was released on in 1994. Ah, I didn't ever do that between the yeah. two. That makes a lot of um, sense now for a lot of stuff that I've seen. Yeah, that, I, I'd never heard it before. I'd heard of the Turbo Graphics, but not the PC Engine. I just assumed it was a PC. See, I've he- I'd heard of both, but I didn't realise they were the same thing. Yeah. And then it, and then that game got remade on the PlayStation in 95, Sega Saturn in 96, and the PC in 97. So it sort of it's, it spawned lots of oh, so many sequels, but also remakes and reimaginings and... and um, re-releases on different consoles that sort of thing which is again another hallmark of these games is you'll see that like they'll get released on say the snes and then 10 years later they'll come out on the game boy advance and that sort of thing yeah i'm looking at the history of releases in this franchise right now and, yeah oh my god it's terrifying is it i mean i'm looking at the first one there are like uh one two three four five six seven eight nine nine release dates for the first game which is not altogether too strange until you realize that you know because you know what, like, you've got the release dates, and on the left-hand side, it's got the country they were released in. Yeah. It's all Japan. <laughs> yes. It That's really... nine release dates, wow. and it never, it's never been officially released outside of Japan. Although what I'm enjoying is that the naming convention seems to suffer from the same inflation as fighting game series. Oh, right. So, like, you have Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Edition, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got Tokimeki Memorial Girls Side Second Season Novel Communications. Uh, Girl Side is basically, this, it's essentially the same idea for the game. They don't change it drastically, except that you are a female student with a dateable male um, set of NPCs. Mm. So that would be an Atome game, but based off of a, uh, oh, what's it called? A BXG, I don't know what the, the translation for that is, but basically it's a boy going after girls dating yep. game. Um, so yeah, oh god, yeah, I'm actually just looking, oh my word. And, yeah, that is quite a lot of different... Tokimeki Restaurant! Yeah. <laughs> Being released on the iPhone this year. Oh. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, round about the same time, though, I mean, Tokimeki Moro is, is huge. I'll probably be, like, you know, lynched by, by thousands of internet fans that are out there in their little hovels for skipping over it so quickly. Um, but basically, like the, the first real Atome game again, I could find this is all. Um, all information has been uh, laid down to me uh, by a Tumblr user called Emma Waffles. 
So <laughs> Thank uh, you, Emma Waffles. Yes, I do need to thank my source for this because this has been so much information and it's been really eye-opening and really interesting because, I mean, I, I didn't know that much about the Tome games when I started this. Um, and it, this has really been, yeah, quite eye-opening. Um, but yeah, the first one I could really find was uh, a game called Angelique, which has had a couple of different sequels and spin-offs and RPG versions and board games and fan-made games and so on. Um, and again, this is a lot more dating sim-based rather than visual novel. We will get to, to visual novels in a bit. Um, but basically how it works is uh, there is there are multiple, multiple universes. They're called the Cosmos. Okay. You have a Cosmos, which is ruled over by a queen. And the queen has nine guardians who all control different elements and so on. And basically what happens is the queen will see a Cosmos and say, right, this needs to be ruled by someone and will... Uh, try and appoint a new queen with new guardians. Okay. And in the first game, basically, you've been chosen as a candidate, so it's you and someone else going for the role of queen. And you get given nine guardians, and you've got to basically um, use them either to ha- make your people happy or attack the lands of your your, um, your rival. See, I'm quite glad I stayed quiet. <clears throat> Why is that? Just before you started talking about Angelique. Yep. I was about to say how uh, these games sort of had a trope of starting with moving to a new school or a new town because you need a, a, a an excuse to introduce the protagonist to a large number of new people, and it helps if they don't have a lot of attachment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is nothing like that. Um, yeah, you say that. I, I, I probably should explain that the first game, the protagonist, is, you are playing uh, Angelique Limaches, and you've been chosen to be the current queen. Um, and in order to determine whether you are the right candidate, you are sent to Royal Smalley Girls Academy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. So, yeah. Okay, never mind what I said. Oh, no, sorry, you, you're from Royal Smalley Girls Academy. You are then transported to the Flying City, which is where, you know, you get having to give in your land to pop... You get sort of given a land with people in it, and you've got to make them happy so that they will make more people. So they're still so, tied in the school there somehow. Yeah, you, it's you just are... the other way around. You're, yeah, you're a schoolgirl school. who's basically been chosen to be a god. Uh, imagine, you know, a dating sim, a, a very Japanese dating sim mixed with black and white, I guess. Like, I'm suddenly thinking, and this is terrible of me, because this is so gender-oriented, but the guy's fantasy is that he moves to a school and there are girls who are interested. The girl's fantasy is, you're the queen of the galaxy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, funny you mentioned that, actually, is quite interesting, is that... Uh, Apparently, and I, I, I've been able to find this source to one place, but like no one else has really mentioned it, which is that the um, the crew that made Angelique, the, the development team, were all women. Hmm. So it was an all-female um, development crew, which, I don't know, 1994, I don't know if that was a, an interesting thing to bring up. or Definitely. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm not sure if that's... I don't know how rare that is in Japanese game development. Yeah, and no, I don't... It I, might be hugely rare, it might not be. Yeah, but it, it, just, it seems to be something to, to bring up, basically, that, you know, um, these are very, very uh, female-driven um, fandoms and games and, um, yeah, communities, basically. Hmm. Uh, and again, this is going back to my other thing of saying, you know, there are no games which are girls' games and just boys' games and that sort of thing. You know, anyone can play anything, but there are certainly um, marketing decisions, for example. And it's it's fair to say that these kind of things are slightly more strictly delineated in Japanese marketing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. They they, they seem to sort of uh, beat around the bush a lot less. 
Um, I mean, you know, we're sort of talking about 1994 then. Uh, I will point out, you remember I said that not many games were released in this country, well, in the West in general? Hmm. Do you know when the first visual novel to be officially translated and released in English was? I'm going to go out on a limb and say something like 2007. 2006, you were close. Ooh. And that was uh, Yojinbo, which I don't, I've not actually, I don't know that much about, actually. Uh, but that is, that's the first officially translated and released, um, what's it called, uh, visual novel. Hmm. Uh, visual novels are becoming a lot more popular now than I think Sims are, sort of dating Sims, that sort of thing. Especially with the PSP. The PSP seems to be huge for these sorts of games. Uh, one of the, the ones that have been released over here is uh, Hakuoki which uh, I actually have on PlayStation. Well, I don't have, I don't own it, but I've been lent it uh, by my fiance, who has basically said, play this, it'll tell you everything you need to know. And my God, is it difficult? <laughs> um, from what I've seen from a lot of, rev- or a lot of reviews, uh, Hakuoki is basically supposed to be, it's a lot more <sighs> male accessible, perhaps, is the right word to say to it. Okay. Um, it's it's set during the the warring states period of Japan. It's um, there's you know demons and you know warfare and murder and all that sort of stuff. So it's a very dark and very very earthy um, storyline, hmm. as opposed to you know you're a girl going to a school, you know yada yada yada. Uh, oh, actually, one thing that might be worth bringing up about Angelique is you know I'm I'm not going to say spoilers here because you know the game is nearly twenty years old, um, but basically. At the end of the game, you do get given a choice whether you want to rule the cos- this new cosmos or settle down and have a happy ending with uh, the character that you ended up falling in love with along the way. Huh. You can develop a relationship with one of your guardians. Um, and if you choose to you know, live with them and you know, sort of settle down, then you don't get to become queen of the galaxy. But you do live happily ever after. So that's an interesting little ending, I thought, there. Um, yeah, Hakuroki is is... Oh, God, is it difficult. Basically, you can... Do you remember we were talking about uh, the game oh, that was designed by... Like, a lot of the design was done by Geiger, or Giga. Oh, yes. Uh, what was it called? Darkseed. Darkseed, where basically you can fuck yourself over and not know it. Yes. Same approach. But basically, uh-huh. it's, it's a choose-your-own-adventure-book-style, you know, um, visual novel. You can make a decision and then read on for another sort of chapter which can last a very long time. Then you can make another decision, keep reading on, and then you're killed horribly. Huh. And it turns out, oh, you shouldn't have made that decision two decisions back. <laughs> and, nice. you know, sometimes sometimes the decision that got you killed in one thing, I, I, suppose, I haven't actually found this yet, but I'm going to assume go out on a limb here, some decisions that you make with certain character storylines will kill you, but in other character storylines are the right path to take. That makes sense. It all depends on sort of where what you've done before, rather than like it just being a completely binary good bad decision, which lends itself well to this whole "oh my god, this is so freaking difficult. What am I going to do uh, without a guide?" sort of thing. Um, but it's got a massive following in the West because it's been officially translated and released over here. I mean, it's it's released in in the UK, I believe. Uh, so. I don't think it's an American one I've got. Just double checking. Uh, all I can find is about the TV series. Why is that? That's not going to help. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's released over here. It's bloody difficult, but the art's fantastic. The, the, the music in it's fantastic. And it is just generally a really, really, really well-written game. 
Uh, so give it a go. If, you, if, if by the end of this episode you're like, oh, these sound quite interesting, give, that, give um, Hakawoki a go. Uh, full title is... Oh, God. It was a, it's, it's got one of those really, really long-ass titles. Um, just like, you know, the, uh, some of those Tokimeki games. What was it? Uh, Hakawoki Demon of the Fleeting Blossom. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. An so intriguing name. Yeah. Um, other ones that have got really sort of released for the PSP include uh, Utano Prince Sama, which I know Jenna has raved about before. But that might just be because of the uh, the TV show, the, the anime that goes alongside it. Uh, that will probably come up in the chat block uh, chat box in a second, won't it? Probably. Yeah, and that's it's a sort of very music based one. So it's a lot of idols and composers and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's uh, I, yeah. Again, that's the whole uh, going to a school and so on and so forth. Um, there was yeah. There we go. I was just rifling through my notes. There, there was one on here which has become pretty <sighs> controversial. Not controversial, but very very uh, infamous. I guess is the right word. In recent, moment. who here has heard of Hatterful Boyfriend? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, this is a a very 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 weird weird <laughs> game. Um, I've got the yes, demo. The demo is free to download. You have to get like a translation patch for it, but you know, go ahead and do it because it's well worth it. Um, I, I I can sort of understand why they've gone with this very interesting decision, um, but um, right, <laughs> it starts off with. You are a girl who goes, is a new student transferred across to what has up until now been an all-boys school. Right. And just so you know, that seems fairly, fairly reminiscent of pretty much, you know, most uh, of these sorts of games, most Tome games. Mm-hmm. The added twist is everyone but you is a pigeon. <laughs> oh, no, there are other types of bird. Yeah, but I mean, well, there's like a dove and a... a <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's like... But essentially... Of course there's a dove, because it's Hattor. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pigeons. Um, yes. That is essentially the sort of the crux game is, they are pigeons. Birds. Some of them psychotic pigeons. Some of them very psychotic pigeons. And uh, what's very strange there is that basically, like, I think a lot of people might have looked at that and gone, either they would have gone, no, too silly, and left it alone... Or they would have said, holy shit, that sounds so weird, I need to give it a go. I was the latter. It's so well written. I've not I mean, played it. Just just from playing the demo of it, I've not played the full game, and it doesn't give you all of the sort of endings and that sort of thing. It, it's so well written. Like I don't know if that's just the translation crew doing a really good job, but it's so fun, and like everything in it just gels together. I mean, I've already spoken to a couple of the characters in it so far. It's, again, very Japanese, it's very weird... But man, give it a go. Um, I, I, I can't really say too much other than it's it's a dating game where you're a human in a pigeon school. <laughs> yep. And it's as weird as it sounds. And if, you're, if you're completely turned off by the idea of playing a game where you are the only human in a pigeon school, um, frankly, you haven't spent enough time on the internet, is what I'd say. <laughs> um, and basically... They do, yeah, they have, like, when you first meet uh, a character, it will it gives you, like, a, a human representation of what they look like. It does? Uh, yeah. Okay. But then you never really sort of see it again. I think you can probably, I, I, again, might be in the, in the final version that you can sort of set that up to always be like that, but I doubt it. I mean, if you're playing a game where you date a pigeon, goddammit, you stick to your pigeons. Um, 
I'm not going to tell you which character it is, but when I say that this game gets weird and gets very strange and isn't just about pigeons... And super dark. Yeah. One of the endings... I don't even know if it's a good ending or a bad ending, because, again, like the Choose Your Own Adventure books, you can end it with a very, very bleak and dark ending. But one of these endings, which I'm not entirely sure whether it's a good ending or a bad ending, ends with you as a head in a box. That's the school oh, that's about, about, Don't tell no me. No spoilers! I don't know. I'm saying I don't know which one it is. It, it could be. Just... Man, is he scary. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, but they're all scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, seriously, I mean, the, the demo's free. You can get a translation patch for free. Uh, it might need you to tweak with uh, QuickTime, which is what I need to do. But it's really, really good. And that surprises me, because it's a dating game about pigeons! Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really blasting through all my notes here. I'm not sort of spending too much time on each one, because I know if I spend loads of time, I'll end up contradicting myself and making shitloads of mistakes like I did in the Zedler episode. <laughs> like, not, not because I haven't done my research, but because I get confused and end up referencing one thing rather than when I mean another. Well, there's definitely stuff we can talk about around it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've talked for quite a bit, um, so I'm going to let you guys talk for a bit, and, and if you have any questions, please ask me. Well, do you have any notes on school days? Oh, God. Holy shit, I haven't, but I really <laughs> should have done. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about school days until you just mentioned it. That's a horror. Yeah. I, I'm guessing you do, though, on you now. Oh, yes. Go it's, for it, I mean, man. This is not my genre. So I don't know a lot about these games. I've played a few here and there, because they're interesting. But School Days I came across last year, and it's uh, it's a little strange. <laughs> um, you play Makoto, and it's young guy at school, fairly typical setup. Yep. Except that you're an asshole. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this guy is not... Like I said, the fantasy is you go to a school and there are girls who are actually interested. Multiply that by a hundred that people are actually interested in this guy. Yeah, it, it seems to sort of play out... If I remember correctly, it's the game that seems to play out in the whole thing of... If you... You, you know, you can, in every one of these games, you can go out and sort of date each of these different characters and all so on yes. and so forth. And this sort of looks at... But here's why you probably shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's that thing I was talking about earlier when you were saying, you know, you have to date everyone to maintain friendship with everyone. Yeah. If you do that in school days... (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that in school days! All the other characters in school days suffer from psychotic insane jealousy. Yeah. See, see, all I know really about school days is the anime, the whole nice boat thing. Oh, do you know about nice boat, Simon? I do. Um, for those of us who don't know about Nice Boat, basically there is an anime adaptation of, of School Days which has one of the endings included in it, which is girl finds out that you've been sort of seeing other people behind her back. And in pretty much every other anime I've seen which is adapted from a dating game, this would cause you to have a threesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah. in School Days, what it does is it means she picks up a knife and repeatedly stabs you. 36 times is that well that's just from the that uh, the the llamas with hats thing but <laughs> yeah she she stabs you a shitload of times and there's blood and screaming and it just doesn't it doesn't look away there's just uh it's really grim 
to me, the- School Days feels like a satire of the genre. Yeah. Because in most of these games, you do sort of bounce around the girls and the fun is sort of playing them off against each other and comparing yeah. them. I mean, I have, I have mostly focused on the sort of the, the uh, girl going after guys section, but in the, in the, gu- the guy going after girls... Um, half of the of the, uh, the the franchise, the medium, as it were, that is very much a thing. Is you know multiple relationships going on at the same time, especially if you go into the uh, the, dark- the more adult end of the spectrum. Yes, which I was thinking we might get onto later, but if there's time. So, the interesting thing about School Days is it does have some really really boring, really really uninteresting, unshocking endings. Yeah. And those are the ones where you pick a girl that you want to form a relationship with and are faithful to her throughout the game. Yeah. Regardless of the game constantly going, hey, hey, do you want to fuck up your relationship? This, this girl wants you to, to, to sort of bang her. Go on, go and talk to her. You know you want to. <laughs> and it does that throughout the game. And if you just sit there going, no, no, this girl likes me. I like her. That's cool. You reach the end and nothing happens. It's kind of a flat story. Yeah. If you deviate from that path even slightly... You could get a very, very, very quick, you know, uh, amateur lungectomy. It becomes an ultra-violent psychodrama. Yeah. Uh, actually, but the thing is, but, yep. the bad endings are where all the effort has gone. Yeah. They, they <laughs> the good endings are rubbish. Yeah. So it's all about taking this unlikable sack of shit protagonist... <laughs> And finding amusing ways to railroad him into this situation that's going to get him horribly, horribly killed, crippled, maimed. Yeah, pretty much. It's a very strange game. Um, Funny enough, actually, in in the same sort of vein as that whole sort of like trying to tempt you away thing, uh, another game I came across was um, uh, Storm Lover, uh, which is, again, it's a PSP game released in Japan only, like so many of these games. Uh, Where basically you are a girl, you go to school meet a bunch of guys pick one to have your relationship with there is no real major plot arc to it though there's no like looming uh, goal and from what I talk basically that you meet a guy you, you meet all these guys you pick one you want to have your relationship with right and very soon into the game around about the same time you would in any other game you form your relationship and that's when the game starts in that essentially mm-hmm. you then have to start your relationship then starts sort of mutating based on what you do. So you can either spend shitloads of time with each other and just spend every waking hour around each other doing stuff together and you become what's known as an idiot couple. You know those ones that literally just sort of just start talking in baby voices to one another? Yeah. You become one of those couples. Or you can spend a lot of time apart and you become a sort of really weird, awkward couple where you like your space, that sort of thing. Mm. And then any point in between. And then you could also have things where like, you know, other girls, if you spend a lot of time away from your, your boyfriend, other girls will then start to try and move in. <laughs> and, of course, you can then start flirting with other guys. And it, it's basically, it's it's less a, uh, a dating sim and more a relationship sim, which I thought was kind of interesting. It sort of takes that point after most uh, dating games stop. That is interesting. Yeah. So just you sort of twisting on the on the theme there, like with, with um, School Days did for... Um, uh, boy going after girl games. Now, a lot of these properly sort of true visual novels type games are Japan only, as you say. But how much 
do we owe sort of games like Layton and Phoenix Wright to this genre? Yeah. Um, also, uh, Phil, it's school, is it, it's school days, just day one. Days, yeah. like, a, like a day. It's like D-A-Y-S. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, Leighton and, and Phoenix Wright, those sorts of like, um, they are very much the sort of point and click um, progressions. And again, you have a lot of the, I mean, I've not played much of Leighton, but man, Phoenix Wright is, is my, you know, my meat and potatoes. Um, there is that sort of element of sort of building things up, especially during sort of the court cases and that sort of thing. And then using the right items and that sort of thing and, and, and playing out the story. And a lot of it is just reading. And occasionally you get to sort of jump in with your own little comments, which are usually say something stupid or say something to progress the, the plot. Mm. With, with, in the case of Phoenix Wright, anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's one way to look at it. I mean, they're sort of visual novels with very big gaming sections. Thrown in. A very, very weird one is uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force games on PSP. Okay. Because that is essentially, in every aspect of it, this is something I hadn't really thought of until I just sat down and was looking at what makes, you know, an Atomic game, what makes a dating sim, what makes a, a visual novel. And they are, that the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force games are essentially a visual novel in every single aspect except that it throws card games in. You, get, give, you, get a, you choose a character from the show to be your tag partner, and then you are in the school... You're some nameless faceless student. You get to pick your own name and all that sort of stuff. You build your own deck, usually something that will go well with your partner's deck. And then you run around dueling other people and getting into um, different storyline events based on how much relationship you've built up with your partner. So the more duels you win and the more mini-games you win, you accrue uh, hearts with them. And at one heart you get an event, at two hearts you get a second event, and so on and so forth. And everything plays like a um, like a, a visual novel. You just progress, you read what everyone's saying to one another, you occasionally make decisions and that sort of thing. You choose where to go in the world. But just thrown in there occasionally are card games. Because it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's almost like I think they were trying to make a, a visual novel game and then they sort of threw in the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise. Maybe maybe it was based on a, a on another game. It's they're fantastic as well. I mean, I'll, I'll say it because I just I love my card games, but they are really really well written and and mad mad games. Some of them, um, but well worth it if you if you like your card games, give it a go because you know it's it's all the joys of playing with lots of different collectible cards without having to spend shitloads of money on them. Um, so yeah, that that was a, a weird one to sort of bring up there is that. It, these elements do kind of split off into other games as well. Yeah, like um, it's worth bringing up Hotel Dusk oh, from Two One Five. Yes, which is it's a visual novel. Oh yeah, but very much um, suited to the Western market because yeah, most most visual novels will play just like a book. Literally, it's just text, and you just scroll through it. You just click to turn the page, that sort of thing. But with Hotel Dusk, you are you're walking around, you're exploring it yourself, you go at your own pace. Um, and you're investigating everything. But my, I really want to go back and try and complete that game, because I, I did only, I played it until I got stuck in a room with a coat hanger. Yeah, I never got through it either. But it, it's a really good game. It is, and I love the art style to it. It's all black and white line drawing and sketchiness, and it's yeah. oh, really and nice. watercolours. Yeah. They released a sequel. 
Yeah, um, I'll because uh, there was room two one six, whatever it was, and then there's I forget what it's called now, but I know. The, but I'll the, try and finish the first one first. Yeah, was exactly. It, well, it wasn't in a hotel. It was a different. You wouldn't think it's the same game for the name. Yeah. You know? uh, didn't the same company also make that that game for the DS, which is essentially Saw, like you're trapped in a lift with ten people and you're like being killed off? Oh, was it? Nine days, nine hours. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I saw that recently. But yeah, um, essentially what we can gather from that is that these sorts of simulations and, and visual novels do branch off a lot. I mean, uh, the one I mentioned last week is what I've been playing, and I still haven't gotten all the endings to it. I've been playing it since I got back from America, uh, and that's uh, uh, Deus Ex Machina Demon Bane. Or Deus Machina. Oh, yeah, that thing. Again, getting really excited when you started with Deus Ex. Yeah, sorry, it's, De- it's Deus Machina Demon Bane, which is basically, it is it is a male-oriented visual novel. It, there's no sort of simulation to it, it is just you read the story and occasionally you make decisions. And those decisions can depend, you can change the plot, you can end up getting killed, you can end up saving the world, you you know, you can end up with one of, I think, yeah, three different characters, but then there are different endings with those different characters and everything. Um, again, it is male-oriented in that it has a bit more of a um, an adult edge to it. Um, but that doesn't take up quite a lot. I mean, I've you know seen and played, admittedly, some games where that does take up most of the plot. In this case, it makes up about a percent, about a percent, maybe two percent of the plot. And the rest of it is just, oh my god, incredibly well-written, incredibly funny uh, Cthulhu mythos with giant robots. Um, and it's well worth checking out. Um, I, I, I could quite happily lend it to anyone who wants to play it on here because it lets you like download uh, to install it on five different computers. Nice. So if anyone wants to give it a go, you mentioned during last week um, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, yeah. I mean, I suppose you could call that an Atomic game in that it's you know it's a simulator where you have an overarching goal, but you can also find love and you know form a relationship with people. Yeah. So I guess that would sort of count for people that haven't played Harvest Moon is a little like when we were talking about Animal Crossing earlier. It is a uh, farming simulator which has been going since, what, the NES? Something like that. Yeah, at least that far back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an old-ass Nintendo franchise. <clears throat> yeah. And as always, there's been several several modern iterations Oh yeah. recently, so... Well, if being able to form a relationship is the key, then of course, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball <laughs> is technically a dating. This is the thing: is you could probably argue. I mean, it's got it's got aspects of it in there, hasn't it? I mean, it does. You it's form got a relationship. Stats, you, you, it's got you, the character interest, so you're buying gifts. Yeah, and you, you arranging um, activities you think they'll like. You boost that relationship by sort of spending time with them, or buying them gifts, or winning games with them. So yeah, there is that aspect to it. I guess that's. Um, it's a weird way of looking at it, but uh, yeah. Also, hello, M Waffles. This is the person that sort of gave me all the information. Well, sort of through through Rowan um, earlier. So, hello to Emma Waffles. Everyone, everyone, thank her because without without her, this would be a very, very, very short episode. <laughs> um, I think Alex asked earlier. Uh, Persona, the Persona series that that's got a bit. Well, Again, especially, especially three and four. That does have a relationship system, isn't it? Yeah, I've never, I've never played them myself, but I have seen Rowan playing uh, Persona Three um, a lot. And there's this sort of element because you are, you know, a um, a student at the school, and you have obviously the major plot is going off and fighting monsters in a big tower. 
but during your during the day you can go off and form relationships with other students and whether that be friendship or romantic you know um so yeah like persona again you could argue it's got those elements into it it does spill over into a lot of games hmm. um and there was one i wanted to drop onto because i know i wanted to talk about it and i will probably forget before i do it which is again it doesn't fit into either of the sort of visual novel or um simulation thing more towards the visual novel than anything else but that's um higurashi and umaneko oh god higurashi right yeah this is the thing right because uh, that started off as um what's really weird is that you know you've got visual novels and so on it's a sound novel all right so yeah, it's an audio book no yes well yes and no it's really weird basically it's you've got the, the scrolling text on screen like you would with any visual novel right but there's no visual accompaniment to it you've got the text and that's it what it does have though is its own soundtrack right that builds in you know sort of tense places and you know cuts out when it, things get a bit calmer and it sort of you don't really get as much in the way of um choices and so on. I, mean, I know there's a lot of mystery elements to it, but again, I've not really played that much of it and seen it too much. I'm more familiar with the um, the manga. But essentially, yeah. it, it it builds up, and there's this whole thing of like, you know, you know when you read a book and you know it's going to go in only one direction, especially if it's a horror novel or a murder mystery or that sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's going to end up probably going really, really badly. And it really ramps that up by having this really terrifying music playing as it's building towards something and i think that was quite an interesting way to go with it i mean visual novel is a good way of looking at it but also uh, a, a sound novel i thought that'd be quite a it's quite an interesting idea hmm. it's something I, I hope a lot more people try in, in in the future especially with things like horror novels and that sort of thing uh, and again roman brought that up which is uh yeah holy crap good point sound novels look into them <laughs> They sound intriguing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm sort of rushing through that. My stomach is really starting to hurt me, so if I go quiet for a bit, do, do, uh, do bear with me. Oh. Is it time to talk about Katawa Shoujo? <laughs> Katawa Shoujo? What on earth is that, my friend? Oh, I think you know what that is. But now translating as, good, now as, as good a time as any, I suppose. Yes, it translates to disabled girls. Ah, yes. Now I remember. There we go. It was a game released by Four Clover Studios. Four Leaf Leaf Studios? No, it's Four Clover Studios. Oh, okay. But it is named after the Four Leaf Clover that is the icon of 4chan. This is the 4chan dating sim. Called Disabled Girls. Oh, boy. And that was what I thought when I first heard about it. Yeah. It's what you're expecting. You play a guy who is transferred into a school for the disabled. You're not. You just had a heart episode. So it, it, I was going to say, so other than that, I was going to say it's a bit like the head of a boyfriend thing in that, you know, you are the odd one out sort of thing. Mm. And, and you are. There is an excuse for you to be there, but yeah. you are the odd one out. So... Throughout the game, you are presented with, as one review put it, many different and differently abled uh, characters and can form relationships with them. Right. Now, we did say we might get on to the more adult end of these games. Yeah. This is an adult game. 
However, it's really interesting in that it comes from 4chan, which, for those who don't know... <laughs> let's, let's, let's make all the most likely jokes we can, basically. Woo. Yeah. It is the most wretched hive and scum and villainy on the internet. No question. Except possibly some Reddit subreddits. Yeah. Yeah. It is the home of B, the random anonymous board, which is home to just every vile concept on the internet. Uh, and again, we go back to that sort of earlier thing, which is, you know, if you haven't heard it before, then, okay, you need more time on the internet. Which is really yes. my, my, my answer to most things, you know. What, what do you, you know, what's wrong with you? X, Y, or Z. Okay, spend more time on the internet. You'll feel better. So a bunch of people from 4chan decided to get together and make an adult dating sim about disabled girls. And most sane people thought this was a terrible idea. I know I did. <laughs> Thing is, it's good. I mean, it's not great. It's not high art. It's not like what you expect from some of the more well-established uh, studios, for example. No, it's not that. Although, I mean, the artwork quality's good. The writing's pretty good. And it handles the disability stuff surprisingly well. Uh, yeah, this is what I keep. This is the thing I keep hearing about. Again, I've not played it. I very, I know very, very, very little about it. But I keep hearing people saying it handles it really, really delicately. It handles it really um, sensibly. It could be more sensible in that the entire game does exist specifically to fetishize the disabled. Yeah, that, that but is within that the context, yeah. <laughs> it is possibly the best handled deliberate fetishization of disability that it could be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I've just noticed that there was apparently an April Fool's prank, which uh, Rowan might find quite funny, which is uh, they started up rumours that there was going to be an anime adaptation by Studio Dean, uh, um, famous for starting off the Hetalia anime. (laughs) And yeah, you know, well, I could probably see that happening. (laughs) Yeah, I was just wondering, is that going to be a Think Geek-style April Fool's that accidentally comes true? I hope not. <laughs> but it's it's remarkable in a few ways. One, it came from 4chan, and the adult content isn't hugely gratuitous. Yeah. And it can be turned off. You can play it as a regular dating sim. Huh. And it doesn't really lose much in the way of the game. And the other thing is, it's an independent game development project that came out of an online community that was finished and released. Which I can't think of any others. <laughs> any, any, what's, any other... Any independent game development that came out of an online community. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, uh, I know, lots of projects that got started. Yeah. Oh, God, Gekko and Hitalia. Oh, God, no, 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 no. I, I could end up going off for hours and hours about that, but um, I'm struggling. I mean, I know I know TG, which is another board, did a, has done a lot of um, RPGs and that sort of thing, but never any video games. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So yeah, mm. that's a thing that exists. I mean, I'm sure there are they are out there, but yeah, Homestuck made a oh god, apparently Homestuck had one. A, a dating sim? Uh, a, a game... I, I may need to sort of find out more about this. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, also, I was, another thing that uh, also mentioned in the, the sort of notes that I looked at for my, my research 
uh, is that there are um, Western developers. Um, a lot of uh, am- well, I was say amateur. A lot of um, independent. That's the word. Sorry, I've been yeah. uh, independent uh, developers making games. Uh, for example, the the one that I specifically said is Lucky Rabbit Reflex. I have not heard of this. No. Uh, it is. You are. Uh, sent to a new school. You are a girl looking, you know, and you end up finding a bunch of guys and so on and so forth. It is about as sort of generic a plot as you can get. But Are you a rabbit? You're not a rabbit, no. Are any of them rabbits? Not that I know of, um, but it is much more of a simulation game rather than a visual novel. So there are stats to build up. There are activities and mini games and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, there is a demo available for it. I will... I'll pop it into the... I'll put the link in the chat box now and then it will probably find its way into um uh the show notes um basically anything i've talked about today if you can go out and find a a demo of it give it a go and then please buy these games and and support the developers and that goes for indie games in general oh absolutely anytime we talk about an indie game and we go you can buy this from here do it Just, just do it or we will find you and when we find you we'll um yeah do things to you. Huh. Because we'll know where you live. Okay. We, we may have overlooked the, the, the power of, of um, fandom communities. Especially the Homestucks. How's that? Uh-oh. Do go on. Uh, it's just in the chat box. I mean, again, I don't know much about it, but then I'm not a Homestuck. So, uh, a dating sim for one of the pairings in the sort of Homestuck shipping. I'm, I'm going to assume this is two of the trolls... This is the problem with sort of the chat box thing and it like taking. There is a long delay. Yeah, but that worries me. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I think it's a really, really good thing. I mean, communities. Getting- oh no, it is a good yeah. thing. But the idea of a homestuck dating sim <laughs> just it worries me in general. Does that worry you more or less than 4chan getting together and making a, a dating sim called Katawa Shoujo? Well, that's happened. Yeah, but th- I mean, when you first heard about it, does that worry you more? Oh, less, 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 less. Okay, good, good. <laughs> no, my immediate reaction to hearing about that was just <laughs> horror. Fetal position. Dumbstruck horror. Fetal position, rocking, crying. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, th- there are loads and loads and loads and loads of other games out there. Um, I will basically see what I can try and... F- oh, okay, so I wasn't there... W- Newgrounds! Oh, how long has it been since I've heard about Newgrounds? It is a good place to go if you want to play indie dating sims. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, independently made sort of flash games and that sort of thing. Most of them are porny. True. Uh, not all of them, though. No, no, that's true. Um, and it's a good it's a good place to go and see exactly what we're talking about. If, if you've never played a dating sim before, give it a go and, uh, and, and see what you think. Or you'll be able to tell the porny one straight away. <laughs> From um, the porn. Yeah, some of them you have to develop, you know, basic stats like strength and stamina and so on and so forth for different mini games. Other ones you'll have to develop um, skills in different areas, like um, you know, knowledges in things um, to impress people or to to get ahead in tests and that sort of thing. So they can take uh, very different aspects. They're not just sort of like click, 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 go on ahead. But then some visual novels are, and that's and that's okay too. <laughs> There's something for everyone out there. Exactly. Um, and I will be trying to find some more of these. I mean, I think I think my realm is always probably going to be the more male-oriented uh, dating sims and visual novels. More probably visual novels because I, I just 
you know me, I love reading. So the idea of it essentially being, it's like a picture book for grown-ups, I guess. It is. Yeah. Or the illustrated text adventure. Yeah, or, or an illustrated choose-your-own-adventure book. Hmm. Which admittedly... Because that's where my interest crosses over, is they do really feel like the, the descendants of text adventures. Yeah, exactly. Except, you know, depending on where you're going, it's either, like, the, instead of the options of, like, you know, slay orc, it becomes uh, put it in. Uh, or yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Western games sort of went in the direction of um, heavy rain and things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is a sort of a visual novel, but more of more trying to emulate a movie. Um, but I'd argue it's still based on you know those decisions that then play out. And they then spiral out, and then you end up having something completely different by the end of it just for making a single decision. I guess, again, I know I keep bringing them up because a fanboy and whatnot, but Bioware games yeah, uh, could arguably be said to do the same thing. You make a small decision near the beginning, and it could, by the end of the game, spiral, well, by the end of the trilogy, spiral out of control and become something huge. Although they are making it clear that Dragon Age is not a trilogy. Really? <laughs> That's why they took three out of the title. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because it's Dragon Age 1, Dragon Age... Sorry, Dragon Age Origins, Dragon, Dragon Age, Age Origins. Yeah, Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition. Then we'll have Dragon Age 4. No, we won't, because they've said that 2 was a mistake. Because oh. it led people to believe that the games were sort of a sequel and a prequel. That they linked together in some way, which they didn't. Yeah. I mean, they... they the Dragon Age games... Go on. That's it, they shared aspects, that's what I mean. Uh, yes. But they didn't really... You, you could play one without having played the other. Yeah. The Dragon Age games are very much stories from the same universe. Yeah, which sets them apart from the Mass Effect series, which is a coherent following on... Well, I say coherent. Um, <laughs> it, it's a following on story. Yes, yeah. following a single protagonist. Yeah. Whereas Dragon Age... They've specifically taken three out of the title so that you don't think Inquisition follows immediately from Dragon Age 2. That's a really interesting way of doing things. I'm, I'm, suddenly, I'm suddenly on board with the naming now. Even though it does follow from Dragon Age 2, more so than two followed from <laughs> Origins. Yeah. And they've lost me again. I, I, I flip-flop a lot. But it's you know a completely different protagonist in a completely different setting. It's just that the events of Dragon Age 2 will set up things in the world of Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. Goddamn, I, you know what I just realised is that I, I set up this episode with, with uh, the idea that we'd be talking about something from the, the, the strange eastern land of Japan. <laughs> and we have. And we bring it right back to Bioware by the end of things. What is wrong with us? We like Bioware we, games. We do like Bioware, but damn it. <laughs> Although I played Mass Effect 3. I liked Bioware. Oh, they can win you back. See, I've, they can. I've Inquisition does look you, like, you like Old Republic? So. I love Old Republic. Inquisition looks great. So, yeah. And uh, 2.9 thirds of the Mass Effect trilogy were great. <laughs> so, there we go. Um, I've only played Mass Effect, the first one, so. Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned Steam yet. Oh, my God, I just realised something. We haven't mentioned Steam, and I can legitimately mention Steam. Then mention there Steam. There is a dating game on Steam. I mentioned Sim, uh, Steam. Did you? Yeah, when I was talking about Surgeon Simulator earlier. Ah, that's true, yes. But I can actually mention it in reference to the thing we're talking about. Go ahead. Uh, I will have to try and find the name of it, because I, I think it's like Magic School or something like that. But it, I have the demo. 
because I didn't want to shell out real money for it. <laughs> and, um... Oh, I can't log into my Steam. I actually can't log into Steam. Why can't I log into Steam? I can, and I am looking. Although all I'm finding is Magic the Gathering. Okay. The magical Diary. For some reason, I can't get into Steam, and I don't know why. Is it Magical Diary? Magical Diary, that is the one, yes. There we go. You have been invited to attend a magical school. Here you can make new friends, learn dozens of spells, face exams in the dungeons, run for class office, and try to find a date for the May Day Ball. Yeah, I started playing that, the, the demo of it. What the? You might end up in detention, be lured into a secret society, be forced to marry your professor. The huh. hell? Never read that. That sounds worrying. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Again, not what I was expecting when I saw it turning up on Steam. Um, it, it didn't really gel with me, but I don't know. I'm, not, I'm sure it was um, a good game. Uh, I will continue playing the demo, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll let people know. I mean, it, it may completely grab me in because uh, I, I literally played it for like ten minutes, and then I had to go get some dinner. Um, but you know, it may completely grab me after that. So you never know. I will I will uh, keep y'all posted. But Phil you know, has so, pointed out as well. Yep, on Steam, a game that I meant to bring up and forgot. Analog, a hate story. I've not heard of it. Ah. It's just like the early days of World 1 Stage 1. You say a thing, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I've heard of a game called Analog. I don't know if it's the same one, though. It's um, along the same lines as Digital, a love story from the same developer. Uh, okay. That one I haven't heard of. They're visual novels um, that feature uh, discussions of the concepts of... Uh, Loneliness and dependency, transhumanism, marriage, cosplay. They're weird. So they made a game for me, then? Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, you can get DLC costumes for cosplaying in the game. That's genius. <laughs> nice. Um, speaking of Steam games, in this vein, would the Esther fit into this as a visual novel? Hmm. Because that's more story than anything. But is there any text ever? Mm. Well, it's it's done... Oh. Yeah. Isn't it done like uh, text boxes? Or is it voiced? You see, I haven't actually played Duraster yet. I really want to. But I can't answer that question. Yeah, and I, I've not heard of it, so... It's been, you know, it's great praise put forward on it. Oh yeah, you Jack need to look at this. Okay, this is so much your thing. What's that? Enough, when I when I was looking for simulations and, and things that might fit into this realm on Steam, I did find that Tale of Tales had a new game. The, the people that made the path, mm. and it's even more strange and even more French cinema than uh, the path. We'll have to do an episode about the path. Yes, yes, we will. I've only been waiting three <laughs> fucking years to do it. But we could actually do an indie game episode. No, we will do an entire episode <laughs> of the path. And you'll see, no, we need a, a video link up because I will make slides for this fucking episode. <laughs> you have no idea. I have been waiting so long. <laughs> Sorry, I had a, he really has. I had a mini breakdown there. Um, 
I am so looking forward to having that episode. Ah, is this Bien to Lete? Uh, yes. I've heard of this. It's, um, if you like holodecks, and I, I can't really describe it other than to say, for Belgians, they are very French. <laughs> it's essentially a, uh, a love story. It's a multiplayer love story where you are um, separated by light years of distance. So things that you do won't have an effect for the other person. For but they, they won't be instantaneously noticeable. Yes, you're conducting a long distance relationship via, as you say, a sort of holodeck type technology. Yeah, very very long distance, like galaxies away. Which is a, it's up there alongside Journey as one of my favourite multiplayer concepts of all all time. Really? Yeah. Huh. Give Just because it it's so different. I mean, you'll. I'll have to see if they do. If they do a, do they do a demo? Not that I can see. Ah, uh, damn. Okay. Um, they do for the path. Yeah, they do. And have you played it yet? Um, what the path? Yeah. Not yet. I don't know whether you should or not before we start doing the episode. <laughs> I know enough about it at this point that's, that I really probably true. should. That's true. God, I'm looking forward to that episode. But that has nothing to do with dating games, because there is no dating. There is only... Oh, <laughs> there are only wolves. <laughs> there are only wolves and flowers in bathtubs. Um, another one. What about To the Moon? Oh my god, To the Moon is... A really, isn't it made an RPG maker? Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of let's plays of it. It's, it's been widely said by most people as like it is the game that no one can play without crying. If it's the one I'm thinking of, which means I probably should go on. I, I probably shouldn't play it because you know you know I cry at the opening of a fridge, but um, it, it is apparently just a really really gripping storyline and by the end of it most people will it'll just it'll just grab them by the heart and fucking crush that thing basically the little blurb says um dr rosaline and dr watts have, have uh, particular jobs no that's wrong peculiar jobs i can't basically read. yeah you're, you're one of two scientists who go uh, they give job. people another chance to live all the way from the very beginning but only in the patient's heads Basically, you turn up at the house of a dying old man and you plug a VR headset thing into him and it basically lets him relive his life and make new decisions. Um, and it's all about, like, he, he his wife uh, always wanted... Something like his wife always wanted to go to the moon or something, something along those lines. She always wanted to go into space or something. Something like that. Again, I, I, it could be vastly uh, simplifying it or just completely getting it wrong. But basically, it's it's giving him another chance to do these things he never could do. And apparently, it's just it's heartbreakingly beautiful as time goes on. Yeah, I've seen the first bit of it, it's really well written. It's, it seems very, very uh, JRPG style dialogue and and uh, interactions. But man, it it from what I've heard from everyone, it sounds brilliant. And um. It basically goes on to say, due to the severity of the operation, the new life becomes the last thing the patients remember before they they draw all their last breath. So basically, you play. By says it, you play a guy who, and you rewrite his memories. Yeah, pretty much. And, you, and well, depending how, depending well. how it works. Well, looks like I guess you go to the moon. 
or tried to go to the moon at least. Yeah, um, and you know, very like I said, this is, this is a game that's been that makes people cry. And again, I think the last game that did that was uh, The Walking Dead. Oh god, The Walking Dead. The ending to The Walking Dead. We're not going to spoil anything, but oh my god, I bored like a bitch. <laughs> Due to my normal attitude towards zombies, I've not played that. It's really, really, really good. And f- the zombies make up a big part of the first chapter, and to a lesser degree, the last chapter. Uh, but the rest of it is much more based on survivor interactions and uh, trying to keep the community going. And moral choices, isn't it? It's it's a point. It's it's um, what are they called? Uh, Telltale. Telltale games. Yeah. yeah, it's it's point and click adventure game. Yeah, I did not cry at Metal Gear Solid Three. I just nearly cried at Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> I just cry whenever I hear the song. Snake. Mass Effect Three for me. You were like, I spent money on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The terrible things happen. Yes, I, I I know. Luckily, I played Mass Effect Three before I played Walking Dead, so. That doesn't count for me. In that I cried, but that was beforehand. Also, Phil has posted something in there, and this is going to be the, this is the thing I'm probably going to end on. I don't know how much time we've got left. We've been going for an hour and a half. Uh, the nice thing is, now we're on SoundCloud. Right. There's no limits. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Um, but I'll, I'll just throw it in here anyway. Phil has posted a link in the, um, uh, the chat box, uh, and now he's been disconnected again. That's strange. Um... Basically, Visual Novelty is a free piece of software that allows you to write your own visual novels and include your own custom art assets. Nice. And edit it so you can add in different aspects and stuff. And it is a wonderful, wonderful present, except for the fact I I already owned it before my laptop got wiped because the the hard drive fractured. Um, And I've been currently working on a visual novel. Uh oh. Yeah. You remember my reaction to 4chan? Yeah. Thinking of dating sim. Um, very similar. So I'm just going to say, like, you know, it's one of my little sort of side project things when I've got a couple of free moments. I'm going to re download it and, and try and start again. It shouldn't hopefully take as long as it has done because I'm not, like, learning the basics anymore. They're all still stuck up there along with all my knowledge of Sage now. Um, but I am currently working on my Star Trek visual novel dating game. Okay. <laughs> I just went from horror to intrigue. Yeah. Um, so I will uh, keep you posted on how that's going. Yeah, and, do. And then maybe we can release World 1 Stage 1 games. Quite possibly. So yeah, I mean, this is something I always look for when I look into like different gaming styles. Is, is there a, a sort of community-developed software for making it? Like um, 2D Fighter Maker, which is unfortunately all in Japanese, so it's really difficult to use. Um, and RPG Maker, which is beautiful piece of software such a fantastic good piece of software and then there's uh, visual novelty which is awesome um it's it's got all the little uh, help tutorials and all that in there so literally you can just go okay i don't know how to do this click drop down menu here's how you do this here's an example do this and you do that and you go oh this makes a lot more sense to me now so it's really really user friendly and i suggest everyone gets it and yeah makes a visual novel i think every, i think all of us hosts should get uh should get uh, visual uh, novelty and make a game because I want to see what you guys come out with. 
Not being an artistic in any sense, or visually artistic in any oh, sense. Oh, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm literally... Okay, that doesn't work. Okay, I was going to say I'm, I'm good with words, but apparently not. I'm far more likely to make a text adventure. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of a visual novel, you can, you can spend more emphasis on the, uh, on the, the writing than in the art. Um, you'd probably be doing a lot better than a lot of the big studios in Japan at the moment, which are going right. I mean, if you were making a visual novel, uh, Simon, and and Irish, um, where, what do you think you should spend the most money on? What, Story? What part of it? The writers? Uh, visual, advertising. Visual. Okay, so you've got advertising and... What's, what's your idea, Jack? Uh, I, suppose, I suppose the story, personally. Sorry, so the writers, yeah? Yeah. Both of you would not have jobs in the current Japanese visual novel creating departments. <laughs> Artists. Nope. No. Voice actors. Uh oh. Yeah. Spend most money on voice actors, apparently, at the moment. There are still games which do have more emphasis on, on, on the uh, on the story and the artwork. Again, a lot of them I've mentioned today. Um, again, thank you very, very much, Emma Waffles. Thank you so much. I, I realised yesterday that I was just like, Oh God, I've got nothing to talk about. Um, I'll just have to talk about Demon Bane for two hours. I could just explain the plot of Demon Bane, but that might take three hours. Um, well, like I said, we're on SoundCloud now. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. I, I would much rather people go out and buy it and play it, because it's, it's so well-written and so friggin' funny as well. I, but seriously, we have to push like 20 hours a month. Really? To hit the limit. All right, cool. Oh, cool. So we can do this a lot. Excellent. We should we should do more like sort of side episodes and things like that. But that's that's a conversation for another time, I guess. <laughs> Let's concentrate on doing episodes first. Yes, I, I was really <laughs> again going back to the sort of earlier. I, I was really worried that this episode wasn't getting out of the ground because I was sitting here at five to seven, going, "Where is everyone?" <laughs> and then Simon popped on at like sort of half seven and went, "Yeah, we're ready to start in half an hour because we we start at eight. And a part of me thought Aww. we'd started at seven. And that we'd Aww. missed, we'd, we'd actually managed to fuck it up with one episode. Just picture Jack sat in front of his laptop, scared and alone. I really was. I was and like I, me. I got here at five smile. to seven going, ee, I'm so excited. And then it was like ten past seven. I'm like, ee, I'm so excited. In fairness, <laughs> you got in touch with me early in the day and just told me your body was ready. Yeah, that's true. I literally, I woke up. I, I, I woke up, I turned my head, my laptop was still on because I was listening to some music to, to get me to sleep. And there on Facebook was just a little message went, bling, from Simon. I went, oh, yes, I'm ready. Like, literally, that was it. I turned over, the first thing I saw was your message, and I went, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm flattered and slightly creeped out. Good, good. There's, that's, you know, the effect I have on most people, I guess. <laughs> See, I didn't have much to say this episode because... My history when it comes to this kind of stuff has normally been I've played Personas, I've played uh, the Metal Gear Solid visual novels. Oh, yeah, which are like, uh, they're like moving graphic novels, aren't they? Yeah, I've yeah. played the Silent Hill visual novel, which was, I think, the second game redone as a visual novel. Holy shit, I need this in my life. Uh, Again, Japan type oh, thing. Yeah, I, I need uh, uh, Sun Hill 2 is one of my all time favorite games, so I, I do need that. Uh, yeah. 
I've played Harvest Moon. Technically, I could be playing one right now with Animal Crossing. It's got uh, relationships stuff in there. In this case, you've got to build relationships with the members of your town. But So, basically, your knowledge of it is more uh, those games that take aspects of, of uh, dating, yeah. sim- dating simulation more than visual novels, I guess, and then... So yeah, I, I've not really dabbled that much. No, no, I was going to say, this, this, this is what yeah. we were talking about earlier, that it has sort of spread out, it's, it's spread its little mechanical tentacles into other genres mm. and other well, mediums. Like, like uh, definitely I think someone mentioned the new Pokemon and Me thing earlier. The I have and no y. idea what that is. Uh, I think I mentioned last week where it's the... the... Uh, the, essentially it's like the virtual pet system for the X and Y Pokemon X and Y where you can feed your Pokemon and oh yeah 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 that. I have seen that then and then there's that whole Mewtwo thing that came up Mewtwo? it's like I'm Mewtwo the most powerful Pokemon in the world you cannot hope to control is that a cookie? <laughs> I am the most powerful Pokemon in all of creation rub my belly <laughs> But um, yeah, my my I want to try more, but I've not really dabbled that much in this world. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you want to now, though? Yes. Good man, that is the right answer. If I find you've been lying to me, I will exact my vengeance. Yes, I'm- but there are games that we've brought up that I want to try. So I think really, there's a little something for everyone. I don't, I don't mean to stand surprised. I just wanted to know, like, ooh, which ones, which ones? I want to know this. Um, I want to try your Cthulhu one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That one does sound interesting. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, worth worth looking into. Uh, I know it's one of the ones you can get in this country, because I know that they, they, pe- these people do the rounds at uh, anime conventions and stuff like that and have all the games available. Yes, it's the big porn uh, collection. Um, it's along the same. It's in the same collection as things like um, "My Girlfriend Is the President." What? What? Have you not seen that? This is another um, <clears throat> male-oriented, quote unquote. Uh, it, it's it's a, an H game. It's a visual novel with porn, and it does exactly what it says on the tin. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are the lover of the president. Your girlfriend okay. is the president. Of uh, does this not I believe make sleeping America, around as potentially America. dangerous as in school days? Um, no, it's more like international politics. By which I mean, you know, you carry on a relationship with the president, but also the ambassador from Russia, the one with the giant boobs. Again, I've not played it, but I just keep seeing it around. I'm like, okay, right. After I play Demon Bane, that will be the next one because that can't possibly be as hilarious as it sounds. <laughs> I made the mistake of googling. You you googled my girlfriend's the president. I did. How does it look? <laughs> one of them seems to be stood in front of the bridge of the original Enterprise. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm not sure what the context is, I, I, but there are multiple screenshots of this girl on the bridge of the Enterprise. Do, do you care what the context is? I'm starting to. Right. Once, I, once I've once uh, i completed 
Demon Bane, I will end up getting My Girlfriend's the President. There are, I'm sure there are worse games out there I can get. So, yeah, I'll give that one a go. Cinders? I vaguely remember you mentioning Cinders to me, Rowan, but I can't remember which one it is. It's is that another it's another Western developed one, I believe. Cinders. Uh, Anything to do with Cinderella? Uh, I'm sure I had it mentioned to me and probably completely overlooked it. <laughs> probably. Because I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible shit. I mostly got re- I, I just remember getting really confused because one of the game well there is a, a visual novel uh, called Amnesia. Um and you can guess how that sort of confused me. It, that's not the Dark Descent. It's not the Dark Descent universe, no. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be interesting. Uh, let, let's. I think Cinder's is to do with Cinderella. Oh. Well, I've just looked at a screen that's got endings and trophies, and one of the trophies looks like a glass slipper. Oh yes, no, I do, I do remember. Yes, I remember having seen uh, Rowan playing this, um, and. Really, really nice art style, and really, it's um, the art's amazing. The sort of the way that the transitions between things it reminds me a lot of um, Fable two and three. Hmm. In that the, the shining of the sort of the gold, the 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 the, the metalwork and all that sort of stuff. It, it I can't really explain it really, but it, it sort of reminded me very much of Fable and very much of uh, uh, Lionhead in general. Um, not in the sort of the gameplay or anything like that, but just in the sort of the the. the transitions between scenes and the music as well that sort of really ethereal floatiness to the music well and having seen a lot of concept art for the fable series i can say that the art style is actually pretty close yeah it's yeah i remember you especially after, would have yes it's um yeah for again for an independent made game damn it's pretty yeah um, and oh, uh, there was another one that I saw Rowan playing, which involved pirates as well, which was a very, very interesting one because it's all um, customizable. So you can play either a male or female pirate, and you know it doesn't really. I don't think it changes what the romantic options are based on your gender. Can you, in honor of actual pirates, play as a woman who is dressing as a man to be a pirate on the high seas? I don't know. Oh, Jack, let us down. You are. You're supposed to be our source for this episode. I, I've not played it. I mean, <laughs> this, this is this is where I sort of need to defer to my fiance, but she does not want to sort of voice stuff. So, which is fair enough. It, but it's all there in text. There, there is there is cinders. Um, Eileen, yes. Oh, you play as a woman. I thought you could. Uh, I must be thinking. Of, uh, get, again, this is my problem. I talk too much about one particular thing, and I end up getting it mixed up with other things. Damn, damn. Sorry, I'm googling again. Oh, is this? Are you googling Eileen? Actually, no. I'm I'm looking at Moa Cube, the makers of Cinders. Uh, oh no, okay, that's where I was getting confused. Right, you have the sort of. Um, yeah, but yeah, Rowan is very much the power behind this word. Um, <laughs> you've basically got the, the romance packs, like the characters that you can have your romantic options with, and you've got the male and female romance packs. Mm. I knew there was something to do with, with like the, the gender divide in piracy romance novels. Man, this is a we- that's a weird statement out of context. It is a little bit. I love that we have podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) 
As much as we love it, though, should we bring this one to a close? I think we should. We are sort of sort of slowly running out of steam, which is a shame because I really, really enjoyed this, and I've, I've been able to talk about stuff and even almost sound like I know what I'm talking about. You you have repeated knowledge well. Yes. Um, <laughs> but then again, that's all any of us do on this show. That's true. Um, so, yes, I'm going to say another big thank you to Emma Waffles and t- uh, to Six for relaying information and also giving me a lot of stuff to think about in terms of uh, games that she's played and lent me and and told me about. Um, so, yeah, the, the basically the, the, the real people, to, the, the real heroes of this story um, have been those two young ladies. So thank you very, yes, very much. Thank you to both. Your support and content is appreciated. Uh, they, they will get that in a, in a few seconds when it like, relays. The syncing up is still getting to me. It's really weird. Ah, Sake Visual, that's the other people I need to mention. Damn it. <laughs> another another uh, company, another studio. But yes, again, that will probably end again, up Again, Googling yeah. immediately My Magical Cosplay Cafe. Yay! <laughs> I'll be getting that one. Really? Well, it's free and it takes 15 minutes to play. Fair enough. That's that's good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm totally going to play that because it sounds fun yeah. and it's free. Get get the, get that because it's free and also to support Circuit Visual. Um, get the, how do you support them by getting free games? Um, getting the word out, and I assume you could probably you know donate if you like what you play. The thing about exposure, yep, it'll never save a life, but I've heard it can kill you if you don't dress well. <laughs> But basically, what I mean is, like, you know, getting the word out there, it, 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 it's good for, like, especially if they have um, fun, you know, what's the word? Uh, donations and that sort of thing. Yes. Because some of our listeners may have money. We do not, but... Um, so, yeah, that there's the free Hattable Boyfriend demo, but again, get the English language patch unless you speak Japanese. But then, having said that, you may just want to skip through and go, oh my god, pigeons! <laughs> uh Play, play Hatterful, yeah. because pigeons. Seriously, I mean, it's really, really, really good, and also pigeons. <laughs> uh, go to LuckyRabbitReflex.com and get Lucky Rabbit Reflex demo, and then if you like it, buy it. That, that is my general rule of thumb with things, is if you like it, buy it. It's a good rule of thumb to have. It is. It's, it's a bit like the Beyonce song. A bit like, but not quite. Not quite, no. I'll never make an R&B career out of my, my economic interests. <laughs> So what should we talk about next time? That is a good question. Yes. Um, I, naturally, I'm all ready to just say the path, 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 but I would probably need more than a week's worth of notes making for that. Yeah, I was mm. I was thinking that. So, uh, you know what? I, I, I picked this one with, with, um, with uh, prompting from my own personal Cersei. Um, so... <laughs> you guys, fight amongst yourselves. I will. I will veto anything that sounds like a, a bloody stupid idea. Hmm. And listeners, of course, you're in the chat room. Did let us know what you want to hear about. Achievements is an interesting one there. Yes, yes. that was that, not mentioned I, before. I believe that was going to be our topic when we came back, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. I mean, achievements and achievement culture. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> How many episodes <laughs> still Elite, though? Elite is episode 50. We did Elite? Oh, we're almost there, no, no. then. It will be episode 50. We haven't done 50 episodes yet. Jack, last episode... No, we've ep- only been going for six years. Jack, this episode is episode 44. Oh, my God! We've been doing this for 80 million years! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How do we not have that many episodes? Because we had six like, years, two years break in the middle. That is true. I've put my glasses down in a dark room and now I can't find them. I'm now intrigued, actually. Uh, ooh, ah. I've not Noise played Kerbal Space Project, so I have nothing to say Kerbal about Space that. Program does look awesome, but I don't know if we could do a full episode on it. Especially considering I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, and throw my, throw my hat. It. Oh, no, wait, no, hang on. I think we've already done an episode on it. Never mind. What? <laughs> I was going to say, with, with Dragon's Crown coming out next month and uh, Dungeons & Dragons Chronicles of Mustara out this month, we could do a side-scrolling beat-em-up episode, but I think we, we did. Do the Golden Axe yeah. itself. We haven't really done brawlers. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, things like, yeah, like Golden Axe, like Streets of Rage, like... All the thousands of spin-offs, like the, the, the Sailor Moon one, I remember quite clearly. Uh, and Double Dragon. And Double Dragon, of course, yeah. And, and, and Renegade on the Master System. And the Turtles. Yes! Oh. And Double Dragon. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just throwing my hat in the ring there and saying, you know, now is the time, really, with, uh, with Chronicles of Mustara and... Uh, or Shadows of Mustara. And the X-Men arcade game. Oh, and again, that's another side crawling beat-em-up. It game, is. Which is really fun. And Double Dragon. And Double Dragon. You know what I'm going to do? If we do this, you know what I'm going to do in preparation? Play Double Dragon? Watch the Double Dragon movie. Ah! (laughs) Why would you do that to yourself? Why not? (laughs) Right, just because I want to make Jack watch Double Dragon. Are we going to do side-scrolling beat-em-up brawlers? I think we should. Or achievements. So basically my problem is that I said I will stay out of it and then just veto any silly ideas and then went, here's an idea we could do. How about, um, can we make a poll? And we could put I think two choices on the poll and see what people think. Ah. Or we can just say, we're on Twitter. That's yes. At W1S1. We're on Facebook. World One Stage One on Facebook. We're also worldonestage1.tumblr.com. I don't know if our ask box is enabled, though. Um, I will double-check, and then I'll spread it out so you guys can use it as well, but you've got to promise me that you won't use it for evil. Well, you're, you've got access to the Facebook page, so mutually assured destruction. <laughs> Fair point. Um, right, cool. So, Oh, yes, also um, games-to-movie adaptations. Yeah, like I that. was thinking about movie games as well today. We did an episode on it, but it got lost, didn't it? Did it? Yeah, that was. I think that was the last one we did with Troy. Uh-huh. I remember talking about uh, the Hunt for Red October. That came, I don't remember you talking about that. See, that that about came up. That has yeah. happened in an we episode. We talked about the Hunt for Red October and also the Fight Club game. Oh no, that I do remember. Yeah, because of Fred Durst. Yeah. So the Hunt for Red October has come up in a earlier episode, but the the uh, Fight Club game has not. So. Right. So yeah, that will be another another later one. Is I really I do want to do a, a movie to video game adaptations and so on. Hmm. All this and more. Yes. Coming up. First, on I, like, I like the idea of calling brawlers, but yes. Send us your yes. ideas. Send us questions as well, because that's something I really really miss is uh, is listener mail. Oh, listener mail. Yes. I love listener yes, mail. Yes. Get in touch. Days. Send us messages on Facebook. Send us asks on Tumblr. Do not be afraid to send us anything and just say, "Look, guys, mention me in the show when I said this," because we'll probably do it. I'll check whether our email address is working, but yeah, <laughs> email <laughs> something at worldonestageone.com. I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah, uh, or just send it to the Tumblr, um, and I will deal with it. Which is worldonestageone.tumblr.com. 
Now you know where to find us, all over the internet. We're also on SoundCloud, of course, which is where this episode is actually going to be uploaded, so you can download it. Cool. And, of course, our home at simplysyndicated.com. Yes, go and listen to all of the other shows on there, our brothers and sisters in arms. And there are also now shows exclusive to Simply Everything, the subscription service on Simply Syndicated, which are really good. Yeah? Yeah, the new um, Make It So, the Star Trek podcast is back and Simply Everything exclusive. What's the, what's the one that you, me, and, um, and Ari wanted to, to um, die from? That would be the Starbase. Starbase, that was it. Which is not an exclusive, it's another Federation show. Yeah. But Starbase 66 is worth a check out. Definitely. As is everything on simplysyndicated.com. If you like video games or Star Trek or really anything, there's something there, there is for something you. out there for you. It's just like we were saying everywhere earlier. There is something for everyone. Indeed. And if you go out there and you look for visual novels or dating games and you can't find one that you like, get in contact with me on worldonstagewinds.tumblr.com and I will make you one on visual novelty. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest problem is trying to find a theme. So... Cool. I think I think we're done. Yeah, I think we are. So, yeah. do you want to, to lead us off, Mister Simon? Until next time, when we will return with the topic of your choice. I have been Simon. I have been Jack. And I have been Jack too. Bye. Bye. Bye.